You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thanks everyone for joining us this week. I am thrilled and excited as um, we're interviewing uh, Polly, who comes from a brand that I have frequented. You've probably frequented it as well, uh, especially over the holidays and maybe this past year. It's become even more important to you in your life uh, as Polly comes from Best Buy. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks very much, Darren. I'm pleased to be here. So the uh, joy and adventure of getting to work at Best Buy, how did that journey happen and what was the, the kind of the stages along the way? Uh, well, I um, I'm really lucky. I moved to Vancouver uh, three years ago. Okay. Um, I actually moved from Los, Los Angeles. Maybe I'll go backwards in my career path. Mm. Um, and when I moved here, it was it was a personal move. It was you know okay. uh, based on my family. And yeah. um, but I really enjoyed working for big Fortune 100 companies when I was nice. in the US. So yeah. um, I really wanted to work for another big company. And Vancouver yeah. is certainly a lifestyle place, but not. Yeah. not a center for enormous headquarters. So every big company is here, but they tend to have um, portions and different different departments, but not all departments. And then I got approached by uh, a headhunter and they said, it's a Fortune 100 company with a headquarters in Vancouver, but I can't tell you who it is. And I was like, well, there is only one, so it must be Best Buy. And so then I had the conversation and, and just really enjoyed meeting everyone at Best Buy. Uh, it's a very, it's an enormous company, but a very familial company. So even meeting everyone, I I immediately could feel that everyone wanted each other to do well. That it was um, that the culture there was great, really positive, um, and so I um, so I was very happy to accept the job. But I guess my pathway, I started out in the music industry. So I, I worked for Sony Music, um, was my first corporate job, and that was in London. And my goodness, that's an amazing start to a career because. If there's ever a time to be in the music industry, it's when you're in your 20s. It's when you can have the most fun. Um, mm. It was it was such an interesting time because it was when um, the whole music industry was turning digital. So it was it was when um, Apple Music was starting to um, starting to sell singles. And at the time, the music industry had no idea how to deal with it. Um, and in fact, in, instead of embracing it first, the whole industry was against it. You know, artists were concerned Napster? about it. Yes, the Napster. The little, the, the little yeah. cat, right? I ha- and yeah. then um, LimeWire, if you remember that uh, one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they were, yeah, and they were so against them, right? They were like, you are the worst. Yeah, and there was lots of court cases um, at yeah. that time. And then, and then I guess the industry just realized that it was going to have to adapt. Um, and so that was a really interesting period. Digital marketing was just starting. So, um, social media was just starting. Um, so it was just such a great beginning to a career. There was so much happening. And I guess from that period, I realized that I liked working um, when an industry was going through change. I enjoyed having to adapt, having to embrace um, change that was coming. And so since then, all of my career choices have been industries that are going through seismic change. Something's about to happen. It's on the cusp. So being in retail right now uh, was very much an intentional choice because, my goodness, um, retail is changing. And then at Best Buy, I'm sitting at the precipice of retail and technology. So it's, uh, it's an awesome place to be. Wow. And, and being someone in that position and, and trying to stay on top of the trends and changes and movement and all that stuff, uh, where do you go for uh, whether it's, you know, apps that you use or podcasts or books that you recommend? What are your kind of your, your go to kind of places of inspiration or uh, ideas? 
Well, I actually, when I hire people, the biggest um, quality I look for is curiosity. And I mm. think that curiosity lives everywhere and anywhere. So if you mm. if you love absorbing content, that can yeah. be anything from, you know, money talks on NPR to yeah. Instagram, comments by celebrities. Like Literally, my, my reading set is that diverse. My listening set is that diverse. I think uh, Netflix this year have done a terrific job mm. informing us and um, because of all the data they have, they know what we want. They, they're on the pulse of the nation and they've certainly delivered content that I want at the right times from Tiger King at the beginning of COVID yeah. to COVID explained the 30 minute, um, the 30 minute shows that have helped us. Um, and then all the feel, feel good films we've needed, uh, towards watched, the end of uh... the year. I watched Dash and Lily last night. I finally finished it. And uh, I, I have no shame in admitting it. And it was amazing and beautiful. And I cried in moments. And the Jonas Brothers did a concert even in it, which was very special. So, yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed a lot of that kind of content. Mindy, uh, the, the the show that Mindy Kaling came out in, oh, I guess, in the summer. Mindy Project. Which- no, or, not or the. Mi- I love the Mindy Project, but no, she came out with a new show, and it was it was quite. Um, it, it was all lead Indian characters, and it was about um, a, a young girl growing up. And I, I don't think I was the target audience. I think I'm probably ten years too old for it. But it, I just thought it was a great show, and and mm. I think all the way through the year, uh, Netflix have come out with some mm. just shows that we need at the right time, and that's the power of of data, right? They they know what we need. And and they've 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 been preempting it to a certain extent, but just a month after a big event happens, I feel like we're fed a show that that uh, gives us more information about that issue or whatever. So, um, so yes, I uh, I read a lot. Um, I LinkedIn, I get a lot of professional um, information and ideas mm. from. Um, uh, Harvard Business Review. I mean, when I'm I'm yeah. getting down to serious stuff, uh, I like uh, the IdeaCast, uh, Harvard Business Review. And this year as well, it's been so great, um, so many free conferences to join. So I, I have been someone that's made the time to yeah. to listen to um, to conferences and to join sessions and things. And I, I think that's been one of the good outcomes of this year. Yeah, like uh, our whole team every year, we you know we we look at Adobe Max and they do this incredible event, and it's so expensive and the travel and the time. But this year, our whole team got to like check in on sessions they wanted to do, and it was an incredible gift from Adobe this year. Yeah, isn't that great? I had um, there was one week this year where it would normally be three trips across Canada. I'd be traveling yeah. from Vancouver to Toronto three times, and I'd be spending at least a week away from home. Um, and I managed to do the three uh, events all in two days because everything was digital. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely some upside of of not having to travel so much anymore. So there's there's books and there's podcasts. Uh, what about brands that you follow and and brands that are kind of on trend trend and that, that you're loving what they're doing? What do you, who are you following right now? Uh, I think my favorite um, brand right now, and I think they had a terrific 2020, is uh, Lego. Um, mm-hmm. I, what I love about Lego is that it's something that we all relate to childhood. We had a relationship with the brand from very very early on. Um, and ultimately, it's they're still coming out with the same product that they've been coming out with for many years. But Lego is so authentic to its origins. Um, mm. And then it's been adapting and evolving. So in 2020, they've really taken the environment seriously. Um, I know that they had, it, you know, it came from the kids that they wanted more environmentally friendly, um, friendly products coming from Lego. Um, but they've been, you know, really testing and trying to find new materials to make, uh, you know, to move Lego forward sustainably. Um, the partnership they did with Adidas, I thought was super cool. It was 
when companies do partnerships, to me, what matters is, are they two that sit together, but also add something new when they're put together? So I love that. Um, and then just before Christmas, every year, Lego does um, a weekend when, you, you know, you make a, you make something out of Lego and then they give a Lego set to kids in need. So I think they kind of ticked a lot of boxes for what we were looking for in 2020, which was fun, a bit of creativity, some giving back. Um, and then kind of some nostalgia, some childhood nostalgia. So I love Lego. Um, I think Ben and Jerry's have had an interesting year, particularly in the summer. You know, they, they do stand up for social justice. And um, with Ben and Jerry's, I think it would be a fun brand to work for because what's cooler than making an ice cream to say something important like that? Just mm -hmm. I love that. And again, an authentic brand, you know, it came from came from Vermont. It's still very, very playful with what it does. Um, I love Disney. I mean, I think most marketers have a place in their heart for Disney. It's been a tough year on the kind of park side of Disney. Um, but I think that they've come out with um, some some good. And actually, do you know what animation in general? Probably my favorite Christmas movie was the Illumination uh, Studio version of The Grinch, which I thought was fantastic. And of course, they're rivals to Disney. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? Because some brands have really shone and some have yeah. gone really quiet as well yeah um you know and it's been tough for some and for you in a sense being at best buy you know anyone who's walked into a best buy or been on your website you you hold so many brands and me even asking you that must have been difficult being like who's your favorite kid and you know what kid is performing the best in school and but but i feel like you you got such a good pulse on what everyone is doing because you are the house for them all right you well, go in there you did you notice yeah. I didn't mention any technology brands because they're all our children? So I yes. can't okay. choose any, any <laughs> favorites. But I will say that, um, I mean, it's very cool where we sit because we do have, we, we call them partnerships. They're not just, you know, we don't just buy products for our stores. We really work in partnerships with our brands. So we work on launches together and yeah. um, we work on creative ideas together. We work on give back ideas together. We talk about sustainability together. So um, it, it is very, very cool having you know let's face it the the most forward thinking brands having conversations with them on a weekly basis one thing i learned and and i'm sure other people knew about this already but i went in uh, you know i had a couple things on the agenda that over the break to do and took my son with me and we went into best buy to pick up some items and uh there was an apple store within best buy it was yeah. like this little, this kind of, I don't know, 10 by 10 or 15 by 15 little area. And it had everything I ever wanted. It, 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 so I didn't have to go to an Apple store as well as Best Buy. It was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the last few years, as retail's been changing, um, the customer journey is so multifaceted. There's still a huge role for our stores and for, you know, the experience of touching and feeling products, particularly as technologies become more complicated. And, you know, smart technology is a relatively new concept for most people. So um, store within a store, Apple, Google, we have a few different um, actual um actual stores within a store and then experience sections um, are just incredible you know for all of the brands that we carry um, you can listen to things you can play things you can touch things you can try things um, and it's really important because as we think about the future for retail and particularly over the last year and the penetration of of online shopping you have to really evaluate well what 
in a customer journey, how are they? How are we meeting them at every at every stage? So obviously, we've invested a ton in our website. We um, this year we've particularly invested in virtual touch points. So how you can connect with um, store associates virtually or, or Geek Squad agents virtually. Um, but then our store network, people still want to come in. They want to learn about stuff. And even though a lot of the year stores have been limited in the amount of people they can have or or things have been closed for periods, um, as soon as things have opened up again, we have seen that customers have wanted to come come back in and and have that store experience. And I personally, I, I still love browsing stores. Oh, I, I feel like it's like a treat for me. My wife teases me because I go into Best Buy and, and it, it is like an adult candy shop because you go in and you you look at everything and you can, you know, even like buying a mouse, right? Like I, I 2021 is the year I'm going to start using a mouse because I've just been using my trackpad. And I was like, I got to try, you know, look at them all and see what one is best. And it was like, and then I'm going to go over there and check out the new speakers and there's <laughs> new stuff there, right? Which again, I find if I'm online browsing, I don't notice the new stuff as well, or I feel like I'm overwhelmed. Whereas at Best Buy, you walk in and you can see all the new things, but you can just experience it one at a time and, yeah. and physically and then talk about it with the per- Like my son and I were talking about these new speakers and then we went over and went to the Apple store and checked out some stuff. And then we were checking out some of the new Google stuff. And it was so cool. I love hearing you say that. It's the same for my husband on his birthday. Uh, this year, I said, what do you want to do? And he said he wants to walk around Best Buy, which um, warms my heart and makes me laugh at the same time. But um, but also the idea of going in with your son and, and discovering technology together, that's a really cool thing. And we see that all the time. Um, and we know that people want to play with this stuff. And, and that's yeah. why the store experience has evolved so much over the last few years. Um, putting on uh, one of the cool things in, in the last couple of years, the um, Bose um, sunglasses with with uh, speakers included. We, we like trying those on and we're the same. We try the speakers and and I always come out with a couple of things that we need or don't need. I'll tell you that over Christmas, we installed smart thermostats, which we've been meaning to do all year. We moved into a new house and we've been renovating mm-hmm. and um, they look fantastic. They're, you know, brilliant on so many levels. My only um, caution is that my husband can now <laughs> control the heating in the house. I'm working from home. He's yeah. working out of the home and he can control the heating from his work. But um, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, the smart technology you can buy now is just endless. Frankly. Oh, it's incredible. And and the great thing is the out of Canada, Misa technology for floorboard heaters and then yeah. Nest by Google, which is so cool. So many options. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of different ecosystems. And and most of them are interchangeable with um, the various different apps. So that's great. Yeah. No, I uh, I actually went in there. We we realized this past year also part of, you know, you set goals for 2021. We're going to up our audio game. And so we actually uh, went to Best Buy to kind of upgrade our podcast opportunities and then again overwhelmed and and especially being online you can be overwhelmed but again guy in a blue shirt comes by i don't know if you have a name for them but he came by and he's like let me help you and he kind of walked me through all the options and and it was almost like going into you know you go to home depot you know those in the orange vest they know what they're talking about and and he was super informed super helpful gave us the difference between them all and then walked us through oh no he's like oh no you don't want that you want this over here and then he found the cord for us and he's like oh yeah you're gonna need this as well because that's what i find with online i'll buy some stuff sometimes and i'll forget to have gotten something right right? and and, yeah i felt like i made an informed choice 
Well, and it's, I mean, it's about choosing how you, how you want to shop, isn't it? Because sometimes there are times when, you know, you just need to order something, you finish work, you need to order it, get it done, have it come to your house the next day. And, and that's great. But then there's some days when you just want to hand over the responsibility to someone else. So yeah, asking a blue shirt, this is what I think I want in my head. Can you tell me yeah. what I actually need? It feels like they're taking over your life admin, which when time is our most valuable commodity, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just fantastic. And I I have to say, I mean, I know uh, I've visited lots of stores. I get to meet um, store leaders and store associates all the time. And they are a really just friendly, lovely bunch, so passionate about what they yeah. do. They work for Best Buy because they love technology, but also, you know, one of our values is having fun while being the best. And and yeah, they're great guys. And I think that comes across when you when you visit oh. a store. Totally. I, my uh, son needed an external hard drive for his new PS. Uh, and so we we're in there and the guy was like, all right, let me help you figure it out. And he was looking at, because again, same thing, you don't know if you're buying something good or, or what you're getting. And so we walked through all the options and then he asked him about, he had all these questions about his PS and he's like, did you get this yet? Have you tried this? And he walked him over to the PS section and showed him some other things. And, but he was just doing it because he loved it. And yeah. it wasn't to sell something. It was like a lot of things weren't in stock at the moment, right? Over Christmas. But yeah. it was such a really cool experience to know that someone was so positive and so helpful and kind of had our best interests. Uh, well, and do you know what our um, our company purpose is enrich life through technology and technology. Yeah. And this year, it's more been more important than ever. With all of us yeah. staying more t- spending more time in our house, um, having to entertain our families, so people have been upgrading their entertainment systems. There was a big trend for baking, like you know, it's yeah. been a big deal. People baking bread again, so people have been buying small appliances, um, and all of these things. For me, uh, for for my mum in England, I bought her a. Um, a digital photo frame, which remember they were a big oh. deal 10 years ago, but now they've been upgraded so that I can put photos through an app on her frame in England as oh, I'm doing activities. Cool. So connecting people, that's been a huge theme this year. How can we connect even though we're apart? Um, and and we do believe it. You know, we all believe that technology is making our lives better, easier, more fun, more engaging. Um, and so it's kind of easy to go to work when when you all feel that collective sense. Our um, producer, Travis, was just telling me that he bought his parents a Facebook portal, uh-huh. a little TV screen yeah. for Christmas. Because when, again, my parents are saying when they talk to our kids over FaceTime, it's a bit hard for them, right? And they're having to hold it up or they're <laughs> where to hold it. Whereas the Facebook portal just kind of tracks their faces. And yeah. it's, it's so neat. So he was, uh, he was really excited about that. It just helped the parent, you know, the grandparent child connection when they're so distant. Yeah, absolutely. You can walk around and do things and it's, um, it's following you around it um I mean it, some of this stuff is a bit a bit how we imagined in the Jetsons in our childhood yeah. um robot vacuum cleaners that clean your house without you doing anything being able to put photos on a photo frame 4,000 miles away being able to cook while talking to your grandmother in another country like all, all this stuff it just we, we're kind of getting to the point where we're realizing some of the cool stuff that people imagined 20 30 40 years ago yeah, I know. It's awesome. Now, speaking of Best Buy as a brand and, and for you kind of at the helm there, uh, what are you looking at for this next year? What kind of trends are you seeing and what are you excited about for this next year? Well, lots, actually. I mean, 2020 yeah. has been such a fascinating year. And my yeah. goodness, if you're studying people that are studying marketing right now, they've got so much material to look at. I think there's there's a few things that will have come out of 2020. One yeah. is... Um, you know, you've probably heard the talk about the Roaring Twenties. So the Roaring Twenties, when they came around the first time, was because we'd had a period of um, depression, economic difficulties, that kind of stuff. So 
Um, we don't know what's going to happen this year yet, but coming out of this pandemic, I do hope that there's a period of exuberance, particularly in marketing. I'd love to see a return of the, uh, you know, more risky marketing, being really creative. Um, I love I love that type of stuff. It's what sets my heart on fire. It's it's why I'm, I'm in communications and marketing. Um, so I, I hope we see some of that stuff, not just at Best Buy, but across the board. Mm. Um, another thing, trend that I think has been really top of mind this year um, is, well, we've talked about authenticity for probably five years, but yeah. this year it's really been scrutinized. Like how a brand mm. behaves within the four walls and outside the four walls has been really, really transparent to everyone. So when we think of how the brand um, is uh, in terms of the environment and sustainability, what does the brand stand for? Um, how is the brand, How has the brand stepped up and helped the community through the pandemic? Cause marketing, I think, is completely involved. I don't think we're talking about cause marketing anymore. I think we're talking about a brand's DNA and how they show up. And I think that that will be a trend for, for lots of brands. And I, I think... We've certainly talked a lot about it this year, and, I, and you'll see more of it in 2021. Um, the third thing I'd say, and again, it's kind of uh, uh, something we've been working on for five plus years in the industry, personalization. Like the holy grail of having a personalized experience as a consumer in the last 12 months, because of how um, the acceleration in um, our online footprint, in our adoption of technology, there's so much more data about all of us because we've been absorbing content more. We've been shopping online more. We've upgraded smart technology in our homes. All these things, you know, is gathering data about us. So I do think we're going to get to the point um, in Best Buy and in other companies, lots of companies that work on this, where our experience will become not quite the holy grail of personalization, but we really will be fed what we want to be fed uh, more so than the last five, five or so years where everyone's been trying to trying to get Sorry. there. My only thing with that, and maybe this is like for people who are single and less involved with their family, is that like I'm messed up because my kids, because I got four kids, my daughters will sometimes use my Netflix account to watch their shows. And then then my poor algorithm is all messed up because then it suggests like Paw Patrol to me when I'm like, <laughs> why are you giving me Paw Patrol suggestions? Or my wife and I, we share a Spotify account or we share a, an Amazon account. And so it's it's... But at the same time, I do love it. I'm a huge fan of it. And I want that data. It's just more people like me who mess up the algorithm because we, our kids have access or our wives have access to stuff we, we do. Yeah, and I hear you. I mean, we've all had conversations, haven't we, about um, looking for a partner's present, a gift, and then they're seeing it in their, in their social feeds. And, and that I think we can probably get beyond that. Um, but I, I mean, beyond... Uh, that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm kind of going back to you said going into Best Buy and the store associate take knowing what you wanted, helping you and making that all efficient. It's more that kind of stuff that I think is going to really help us all. Like, I know I want this, but can you tell me all the other things I want, where I can get them from, how fast I can get them? The stuff that really saves you time in life. Because again, going back to that notion that time is our most valuable commodity and technology can solve you know, a lot of our time crunches. So, so that's for me where uh, personalization is, is valuable and important as a consumer. I mean, as a business, it's endless, the possibilities. 
it's still human, right? Like it's, you still want the guy at the video store to tell you what movies, you, you know, if he knows you well enough, which movies to watch, right? It's like, but, yeah. but again, the great thing with Best Buy, again, if you give them the information, they help you personalize what you really need in that shopping experience. Yeah, and it should be seamless on and offline. That's, yeah. that's you know, where we're trying to head. Um, one thing that fascinates me endlessly, and I've been fed just so much in 2020, is uh, consumer behavior and how it changes according to um, outside impacts. So kind of macro, macro uh, economics, macro scenarios, political landscape, that kind of thing. And um, 2020 has been such a, a, a monumental year for change that I am just fascinated about what we're all going to be like coming out of out of this pandemic. So are, are we all going to want to travel immediately because we haven't been able to travel for a year or 18 months by the time? Are we all going to want to travel the world? Or actually, are we going to be a bit gun shy and we're going to think I want to stay close to home for a couple of years and then go a bit farther further after that? Are we all going to be sick of our computers and want to go to the office because we need um, social interaction or are we now forever going to be um, having zoom meetings and microsoft teams teams meetings i just uh, as someone who studied political science and always looked at yeah. okay how does this affect how does this event affect something else uh, i just i i can't wait to i mean i can make lots of predictions but i can't wait to see the outcome and i i hope that we don't you know, there's not a day and we just all forget that this all happened. I hope we've learned from it and I hope we've evolved from it. And I hope there's some actual material change that continues. One thing I found fascinating was what you mentioned was I thought when our first lockdown, when it opened up again, that hairdressers would be just lineups upon lineups or weeks before you get a haircut. But I think everyone had learned to cut their own hair or <laughs> embraced a long hairstyle so that it was actually really easy to get a haircut. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? Because I think some people had really missed hairdressers and so they probably had a booking as soon as it opened up. But you're right. I mean, I'd cut my own hair and I didn't have a problem with that. So will I ever spend the hundreds of, I mean, women, not men's haircuts are relatively in, inexpensive, but women's haircuts are just exorbitant. So will I go back to that? I don't know. I, I think um, spa treatments I went back to almost immediately. Like when you think about the con concerns with um the pandemic that was one thing that I just felt I needed I needed some it was kind of time to relax and to get away from everything that was going on in the world so I did I did adopt those and I think I'll probably be one of the people that will travel as soon as soon as I can because I, I used to work for an airline I was at um, American Airlines for five years and traveled every single week I was on a couple of flights a week so adapting from that to normal life and then now you know not traveling at all I definitely have um wanderlust yes um you mentioned a brand, Ben and & Jerry's, and, and kind of the, the idea of giving back and corporate social responsibility. You know, and so Ben & Jerry's is a B Corp. So they're a registered. They got the little B in the circle, right. which, again, what I find for most consumers I talk to have no idea what it is. Most uh -huh. regular people have no clue what B Corp is, which, again, I am also a registered B Corp, my company. Okay. And, and I'm saying this as behalf of someone who's one that – 99% of people who I mentioned it to or talk about don't know what it is, which is yeah. – but it, they're trying to – have this agenda of being like, hey, let's give back and let's get you a registered little symbol. But I'm finding organizations that just choose to give back, even without the symbol, are doing some amazing things. And so Best Buy, I want to talk about you. And I know you, you've been talking about so many other brands, but what are some things that you guys did in response in this last year as, as ways of giving back that was that was helpful in a way that you could say as an organization, we're, it's not just about us? Yeah, well, we, I mean, we have a history of... Um giving back for a few reasons. I mean, it is our responsibility as a big organization to to support 
um, our communities. Also, as a, as a company that's so widespread across Canada and across the US, uh, we do have a philosophy that we genuinely want to support the communities that we live because we we feel like we're an important part of the community. You know, we attract business to the area and that and that mm -hmm. kind of thing, provide lots of jobs. And so we do want to give back. So um, this year it wasn't new, but what we did do this year. So typically our giving back is... Um, it, the foundation is education. It's enriching the, the mm -hmm. education of Canadians in Canada and uh, in the US mm -hmm. of Americans. Um, but this year, we it wasn't just kids that needed support learning. Like they were a huge part of it. And we managed to do some amazing giveaways, uh, providing um, Chromebooks through the Boys and Girls Club to the kids that needed it most. Because, you know, overnight, they suddenly had to be educated. Their school was was on technology that they may or may not have or be able to afford to buy. So we certainly did tons in education. Mm. We also, um, very early on, senior living facilities were one of the hardest hit. You know, there were people that not only were they vulnerable um, to the virus, they couldn't see their families and they had no way of connecting with their families because they didn't have the technology. So uh, we, we do quite a lot in the health space anyway. And so we worked with various partners to provide um, things like Google Nest Home Hub Maxes so that they could talk to their yeah. families. Um, Google actually were a great partner. We and um, we managed to donate. I think we affected something like 40,000 um, seniors across the country that couldn't speak to their families and then could. And if you think about quality of life, yeah. that, you know, is a huge difference. Then there were even things, and we worked with Conquer COVID right at the beginning of um, mm. the pandemic, when hospitals just needed technology to communicate with patients because they still didn't quite know how the PPE was working, how um, contagious the uh, the virus was. And so we were donating even things like baby monitors so that doctors could speak to patients without going into isolation rooms. Um, and this, when we go back to that enriching lives through technology, it, it was so powerful for all of us. For all, We have 12,500 employees in Canada and getting as many employees as we could involved in these donations, getting uh, the stores to think of ideas in their community where they could give back, whether it was shelters that needed TVs or it was, um, you know, uh, particular like frontline families that just needed a boost. It, it actually became quite a creative exercise for us and mm -hmm. certainly one that, got us through those first few months when everything was changing our store operations were changing we didn't know what, what the world was going to look like and giving back was it was really important to all of us actually um but um and, and we'll continue so uh we're launching in january we're opening our first teen tech center in um canada which is very exciting so we have um We've been opening them in the US for a few years, but this is our first Canadian one. And it's in Delta, BC. And in nice. a teen tech center, it's a place where uh, predominantly teenagers can go. It's a safe place. They can learn mm. about technology. They can play. You know, they can make music. Mm. They can learn photography, all those kind of things. And it, it's actually really important because there's still there's a big divide and it's probably getting bigger between kids that are going to be completely technology you know, efficient and, 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 and knowledgeable, and then those that don't have such good facilities. So, um, so we're really excited about the opening of the Teen Tech Centre. One thing we had to suspend during COVID is we, we go into schools and we do um, 
these events called Geek Squad Academies. And um, schools can apply. We go in for a couple of days. We bring in all the coolest technology and we, we play with it. We teach kids things. We teach them how to code and, and various different things. And of course, we couldn't do that because schools closed down pretty early on. Um, but we worked on some online content. So when parents, particularly when they were going into the school holidays and they had no idea how they were going to entertain their kids for a period, there were some very cool courses that parents could do with their kids. Um, so that was a bit of adapting to the digital world. But we hope we'll be able to bring bring back the uh, real life academies at some point. Um, and then and then we also have the opportunity we match um give various giving opportunities so all through the year our employees can give to the charities that matter to them and then we match it um it's this has been such a weird year for other things like you know the fires in australia we set up a giving opportunity so that our employees could could donate there um certainly in the summer um there was a desire to give to communities that were um advancing racial equality and and um providing money and resources for various different um, charities for um, BIPOC communities. Um, mm. And then um, towards Christmas, it's always about uh, people wanting to give to the things that are really close to, to their heart. So, yeah, so our giving is multifaceted. Uh, it all very, very grounded in technology. It's very, very cool. And, and just as far as like trend-wise, are you finding like those stories are the ones that get picked up from the communications kind of like PR perspective? And is it also, it's just something that your employees love? Like, is it, what, what's kind of part of the, you know, it also just what you, responsibility of an organization? What, what um, yeah, I mean, I think this year, in terms of storytelling, yeah. people have wanted something to make them feel good internally and externally. So, so there's no question that news outlets, um, social stories that have been more viral have tended to be the ones that have pulled at your heartstrings. Um, yeah. A lot of the holiday advertising, I mean, particularly in the UK, holiday advertising is such a big deal that, you know, there's a big launch of all the adverts that come out. They were very emotionally driven this year. So, um, so it does provide us with a lot of storytelling. But but this year, it's also just been about making uh, employees feel good and, and doing what, we, what we've needed to do. Wow. And, and lastly, I just want to know advice. What's some advice you'd give to brands right now? If they're, you know, they're going into this year and, and something that you've learned and just something that you're saying, hey, man, if you're, you're, you're a brand right now, this is just some advice I'd pass on to you. It's something you can think about. Yeah, that's, uh, that's such a hard question because this year we've talked about how you can only really make decisions on like a month by month basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd probably just go back to the what have we learned? Like, let's mm. all really try and work out what we've learned. What has this year told us and how does that shape the future? Mm. And then and then I can't wait, wait to go back to being really creative and not being gun shy. Like when when we get back to normal, of course, we, we should take through all the best things of this year. So the kind of the notion of how can digital expand our reach? You know, what can we get from digital interactions in terms of data and all that kind of stuff? But let's also do some big, splashy, fun stuff, whether that's fun TV spots, fun experiential. I can't wait to go back to that. So I think I think the advice is just what have we learned from this year? What's the good we can take forward? And then what do we just want to abandon and and forget about? I also like that you said it's okay if you just go a month at a time. Don't feel like you need to have the whole year figured out. It's okay to be pivoting almost every month if need be. Yeah, well, do you know what? I, I always say that um, people, that particularly that work in agile environments, they think that planning is the enemy of agile. But But I'm a person that thinks have a great plan, you know, mm -hmm. plan for 12 months, have really good foundations, really good infrastructure. 
but just be ready to pivot. To me, pivoting is really yeah. fun. Like I think of it as a kind of sports game. You, you know, maybe I'm kicking a, a football down the field one way, at, um, soccer ball down the field <laughs> one way. Um, and it's fun to have to change direction or to have to pass to someone differently. So to my team, I always say, think about that. But having a great plan is fine and a long-term plan, but just always be ready that particularly at the moment, it's going to change. And do you know what? That's one thing that I, do, I think coming out of the pandemic, everyone is going to be more agile. Everyone has just got a bit more used to what change feels like. And so I think that that's a real positive that we, we're going to have all of these, um, particularly some of the younger um younger marketers uh, and communicators that it's okay that something doesn't go your way and then you try something new because my goodness that's happened so many times this year so um that's that's an exciting outcome of 2020 it's been fun actually watching ryan reynolds who hails right here from vancouver which we are both uh here in right now um starting his ad agency and, and kind of the, the ads that they're putting out, again, are just made quick and quick turnarounds and just the way that they're responding to things have been really cool to watch. Well, and good on him because he has yeah. such incredible marketing instinct in general. Yeah. Even when it's just been him on social media, I feel like he's one of the people that is on a trend quicker than anyone else, really gets the sentiment of people yeah. that follow him, is risky and playful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's terrific. He um he and he does some good stuff for Canada, doesn't he? Supporting yeah. Sick Kids Foundation and yeah, very yeah, proud Covenant, of the Canadian. Yeah, Covenant House and 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 recently he his latest film he took a hard agenda to set up where you could virtually interview. So you could do this interview. Well, he actually asked you questions uh, if you were of the BIPOC community and he made a hard agenda to get more BIPOC people hired for his uh, his latest film that he was producing. Which is very cool. Um, yeah. And and on that note, I um, I'm uh, part of the committee, the the Black North organisation, which was created yeah. um, this year. I'm a part of the committee that's to um, advance uh, opportunities for BIPOC community in media arts Amazing. and culture. And um, it's such interesting work, and and people can reach out and you know ask for support and advice in various areas. But one thing that I think this holiday and that's come out of this year is we've seen so much more diversity in advertising, mm-hmm. uh, particularly you know the big expensive TV spots. And and isn't that great that we're actually advertising is now reflecting the people that live in this country and 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 in the US and around the world. Um, I think that's been another. When I look back on 2020, there, it it's one of those years that you kind of are going to love to hate because we've learned so much. There's been really material change in some really really important areas, but then it's felt like it's been a long year. We, you know, every day you've ha- you've kind of come up against challenges, but we've overcome them. So. Um, yeah. You mentioned um, soccer, aka football, uh-huh. um, and and the great content that's been put out. Have you seen the new Ted Lasso put out by Apple TV? No, I haven't. It's probably it's probably the, my favorite feel good show that came out from like you know the many content creators that yeah. are putting stuff out at the moment. But yeah, uh, Ted Lasso is beautiful. It's about a football, like an actual like football football coach from America goes to the UK to coach a soccer, aka football team, and it's. Amazing and just all Hang stuff on, so a football on coach in America. So he he's a coach of soccer in America, or he's a coach no, of football. American actual football with the the brown 
Oh, yes, we'll and then and then he goes to England to teach soccer. I, I don't even know how <laughs> how that works because oh. the two games are so different. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and and the show is beautiful, and it's all about like his heart and and him like believing in the players and and just his intuition and and it's it's beautifully done. Jason Sudeikis is the 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 main character, and it's I like incredible. Him. Um, yeah. I'll have to watch that because I mean, there's been a few occasions of NFL players going to the UK and trying rugby and rugby players in the yeah. UK trying NFL in the US, but I've never heard of interchangeability between soccer and, and I still call it American football. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. It's something I'll never be able to properly get my head around. Yeah, no, but you'll, you'll love the show because it's the mix of both worlds on okay. one on one I'll show. And the other one, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's a YouTuber uh, named Mark Rober who mm-hmm. uh, was a NASA scientist, engineer, and now does teaches technology to kids and and ma- puts out the most beautiful videos. And every year he even does one for package thieves and he sets up this like speaker thing that people he lets someone steal and then it glitter bombs them and plays oh i i have seen a couple of those i saw one just before the holidays the uh yeah the glitter bombs it um yeah it's good feel good stuff yeah yeah and and i like that he teaches tech along the way like what Uh you know know, the the engineering behind it and he gives you the specs if you want to download and make your own yeah that's very cool i'm always open to recommendations Polly, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's It's been a joy and a thrill. And, and thank you for sharing so much about your own life and, and kind of where Best Buy is going and and uh, what inspires you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really fun. I actually, I do genuinely feel like we've just had a coffee together. So that's how it should be, hey? It's great. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. And uh, we'll see you next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.